Hello, I'm Frances Leckie and this is the Independent Living Podcast. Joining me today is Michael Davis from Disabled Access Holidays and not surprisingly we're going to be talking about travel. Good morning Frances, how are you? Good, thank you. A lot of people are thinking about their summer holidays right now. Um, What advice would you give to someone with a disability? The best advice I can give to someone who had a disability, I think, is to research your holiday as much as possible. The best thing is to, first of all, decide where you would like to go. I mean, sort of a country and perhaps a resort. So do some research, find out what would, where you would like to go to, where you would like to visit, and then from there, um, do some research to find out maybe a suitable resort within the country that you're going to. So you're perhaps looking for somewhere that's going to be flat, um, somewhere that's going to have a hotel to walk in showers. So research and doing some background work yourself is vitally important. Make sure then that you go to a company um, like ourselves or or our competitors that will guarantee you a certain room within a hotel. So you're perhaps looking for a hotel room that has a walk-in shower. So go to a company that will give you 100% guarantee in writing that you will get that particular type of room. If you find a company that will only promise you it or put it down as a, I'm sure you might get it, but I can't give you a 100% guarantee, you can pretty much guarantee, certainly at peak time, that you won't get it. Well, that certainly sounds like a useful tip. Now, how do you choose the holiday destinations that you offer to people? Well, we have a... a varied um, de- a number of destinations throughout the um, Europe, the UK, and, and farther afield. And we choose hotels that we've had uh, visited by our, our reputable companies to ensure that they are wheelchair accessible, or we have visited them ourselves. So we have a mixture, but every hotel that we have on our website has been audited by ourselves or by a company that we have been employed to do it. So um, there's a mixture there, but we only list hotels that we know are accessible, um, and 95, 97% of the hotels that we have on the website have walk-in showers, which is probably the most um, requested thing that we have from clients. So we have just a very, very few accessible rooms that have baths, but let's say 95% of them all have the walk-in showers. Great. And what would you say are the most popular destinations at the moment? During the winter time. The Canary Islands are always the most popular destinations, I think, for UK travellers, especially disabled people, because it gives them some winter sun. Um, and uh, places like Tenerife, Lanzarote, Gran Canaria, um, they can be very flat along the front. And um, they certainly have become, I think, over the last couple of years, a bit of a, a mecca for disabled people, because um, these countries have really started to cater for disabled people's needs. So in the wintertime, I would say Canary Island is by far the most popular destination. And in the summertime, the traditional Spain, um, Mallorca, Menorca, um, Cyprus, um, France, Malta, these kind of countries are always very, very popular. All of the countries that lie on the Med, if you like, uh, and that give you sort of great weather during the summertime are very popular. Right. And how about for the short city breaks? Short city breaks, yes. Um, we, they tend to be an all-year-round thing. Um, so, you know, places like Amsterdam, Berlin, Prague, always very popular. Um, we tend to do them just for three or four days. 
Um, so what I would say is that um, for city breaks, uh, having, having in mind that it's not a long holiday, um, occasionally we get people coming to us and saying they want to go to Rome for 10 days. Well, we know that really doesn't often work for people. So, you know, concentrate on cities for three or four days. And remember, if you've ever been to London and you've probably paid a, a hotel rate there, you realize it can be an expensive place to stay. And it's the same whether you go to Paris or Prague or Rome all of the capitals around Europe, they're all more expensive. So three or four days will allow you to see the sites, get around, and then um, get home and not be uh, too heavily stung on your pocket. Well, that brings us to uh, quite an interesting topic to talk about, which is prices. Um, I think people are perhaps quite cost conscious, particularly at the moment. Um, It's a difficult question, I appreciate, but is is there much of a variation on prices once you start looking at accessible holidays? There is a variation, definitely. Uh, We've got some fantastic five-star hotels in a number of different countries, that are absolutely luxurious, and you'll get pampered all day long um, and waited on, and um, they're, they're superb. Um, and, for example, something like the Sheraton um, La Coletta in Tenerife, probably up there in the top two or three hotels in Tenerife, lovely five-star hotel. Um, but the price at that hotel does reflect that it's a five-star hotel. Um, and um, you can get um, a, a week there, but it might cost you sort of £1,500 per person. Now, you can also get an all-inclusive in a three- or four-star hotel, um, which might cost you £500 per person. So there's plenty of variation in prices in the marketplace. Um, so it very depends on sort of what you're looking for and what your budget is. But pretty much, I'm, I'm sure there is something there for everybody. Um, um, people are more price-conscious. I think that's definitely true. Um, they're always looking for value for money. Um, and certainly for us as a company, we absolutely do our best to price our holidays for people that are disabled and are looking for specifics like assistance, um, hotel rooms guaranteed to have walk-in showers, that type of thing. We try to make sure that we price them to be the same price as an able-bodied person going and booking their holiday. So we're not um, you know, charging extra for the service just because the person's disabled. Well, I'm I'm sure a lot of our um, podcast listeners will be really pleased to hear that because we get an awful lot of emails from people uh, talking about products and services where they say um, we're being charged extra just because it's designed for someone with a disability. So good good news that that's not happening here. Yes. I I think um, one small point is if, for example, the... The client needs a wheelchair-adapted taxi to get from an airport to the hotel. That might be a small expense they have to incur over and above an able-bodied person getting a, a coach transfer. So small things like that can add a little bit to a holiday cost, but we absolutely try here to keep it to an absolute minimum because we do know that people want good value for money and also they don't want to be penalized or, or feel that they're having to pay for the notice of something because they've got a disability. Great. Now, we've, we've talked a bit about the hotels. Um, if we can perhaps look now at, at the travelling side of things, um, airlines, it, is there one airline that you would say was better than another for a traveller with a disability? I think the important thing to remember is that when you get to the airport and you get assistance to get onto the aircraft, um, that assistance is provided by the ground staff at that airport. So the person that assists you onto your Thomas Cook flight 
will also be assisting somebody off a Ryanair flight 10 minutes later, and then they'll move on and help someone on a Thompson flight or a Jet 2 flight. So the person that's actually assisting you in and out of the aircraft is the same person within that airport, regardless of what airline it is. So the airline itself is not employing a person to help you on and off. After that, the question is, is are some airlines more helpful when the person is being assisted on or, you know, um, with regards to maybe the time given for that or the seating arrangements? In general, um, I think as long as you inform an airline of what your disability is, um, or what your requirements are, what your seating requirements might be, as long as you let people know in advance, then they are all pretty much the same. Um, I think it's a little bit the same as what we talked about at the beginning. A little bit of research helps you find a good holiday and a little bit of making sure that you pass the information on about your disability onto whoever is booking a holiday for you, your travel agent. Let them know what your requirements are and speak up at the beginning and say, I need this, and so they can pass that information onto the airline. Well, that, that certainly sounds like sensible advice. Make sure that everything's prepared in advance. Now, as far as holidays go, we've talked about hotels. Not everybody wants to stay in a hotel for their holiday. Um, are, are there any other options that you can suggest to people? Absolutely. We have a whole mixture of different properties from uh, privately owned villas that have been um, you know, made suitable for disabled travelers from pool hoists to um, adapted rooms um, to some of them that have their own um, adapted cars um, included in the price of the rental that the person can use themselves um, to you know just self-catering apartments. Um, we have a number of self-catering apartments uh, of our own in Puerto Plenza in Mallorca, uh, which is at the north of the island. It's a very flat resort, um, a very popular area for wheelchair users because it's got a lovely uh, promenade all the way around the bay and it's very you know accessible and flat around there so um, and these are self-catering apartments two and three bedrooms very suitable for families um, and for slightly larger groups so self-catering apartments private villas hotels two three four five star there's a right mixture out there in the marketplace so hopefully you know there is something for everybody Great. And another option that's become um, very popular in recent years is cruises. Do you think that can be a, a good choice for someone with a disability? Yes, I do. Well, you know, cruises can be a lot of fun, and it's a great way of seeing quite a few different countries all at the same time. So absolutely, they will always remain popular. The, probably the challenge for, um, for cruisers um, for a disabled person, depending on the disability, is sometimes they will not be able to get off of the boat and get into the port. Um, they're probably um, reliant on the cruise ship docking into a main port um, rather than dropping a tender in a bay. Um, so, for example, if you took a, um, a cruise to, say, Villefranche on the south of, uh, south of France, Normally, there all the cruise liners will drop an anchor in the bay and they will tender the people to the shore. If you're in an electric wheelchair, for example, it might mean that you cannot get ashore on that particular stop. So if you are booking a cruise, it's worth asking the question, am I going to be able to get off at the ports? You know, because if you can't, it can be disappointing if you're stuck on the ship and everyone else has managed to get um, ashore. So that is something worth considering. 
yes, that, that's useful advice. I must confess that's perhaps not something I, I would have thought about. So um, we're, we're back to your point about doing your research properly. If, if, yeah, speak up at the beginning. If someone's uh, booking it for you, ask your travel agent, you know, ask the questions, you know, be vocal, make sure it's going to be suitable for you. As I said at the beginning, the more you ask, with even regards to um, assistance to the flight, finding out if the resort's going to be suitable for you, finding out if the crews are going to be suitable for you, it is your holiday and it's your money you're paying. So the more you research and the more effort you make to make sure that it's going to be suitable for your needs, absolutely 100% the better holiday you will have. Well, that's good, good advice to bear in mind. Now, if I can just move on to um, an, another question we get asked about quite a lot, and that's people who have particular items of equipment to, to help them at home, um, perhaps a hoist to help them transfer from their bed to a chair, something like that, and they're trying to um, arrange something for while they're away on holiday. Yes, we can certainly help with that. Our main business, uh, as you uh, said at the beginning, Francis, is Disabled Access Holidays. Um, and we have a spin-off business which we started just recently called MobilityEquipmentHireDirect.com. Um, we started this site because we realized there is a great need for people when they go abroad to make sure that they have the right equipment. So whether it's a shower, commode chair, um, an electric hoist, uh, a wheelchair, um, a Zimmer frame, quite a number of different items, then they are looking for these items to be delivered to the hotel or to the villa for um, their holiday. So looking for that stuff to arrive at the same time as they arrive. Um, so what we've uh, done with Mobility Equipment Hire Direct is gone through lots of different suppliers throughout the world from Aspen in Colorado to the south of France to Barcelona, lots of different destinations where we now have contracts in place with local firms that would deliver mobility equipment to hotels, apartments, villas, etc. for clients' arrival. Great. Well, that, that's useful to know about that. Um, and finally, a, a question, again, that we get asked about quite a lot. In fact, I was talking to um, somebody just yesterday who was having problems finding um, travel and health insurance for their partner who developed epilepsy. Um, any, any suggestions there? Travel insurance is important, and you'd always advise people to make sure that they travel with having a current travel insurance as well as an E11 card which is the national insurance card um, which will help you get you know treatment abroad in other people's uh, um, equivalent of our health service. But with regards to travel insurance we partnered with a company called All Clear Travel Insurance and they're a specialist travel insurance company um, that deal really specifically with people that have a pre-existing medical condition. Um, they will give you a quote over the phone and importantly they will insure you for the condition that you have. I think it's important to remember, Francis, that a number of off-the-shelf packages would insure you, but it only insure you for anything to do with general insurance. They wouldn't insure you with a pre-existing medical condition. So, for example, if you were abroad and you just took an off-the-shelf package and you had epilepsy and you were had um, a problem when you were abroad with epilepsy, then your travel insurance wouldn't cover you. So go to a company like All Clear, um, who specialize in making sure that they will cover you for epilepsy, for example, while you're abroad. So you are insured for your main condition, and that is the, the thing to remember because that's the most important thing. 
Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Michael. I think you've um, given us a, a, a lot to think about, um, lots of good ideas for finding a, an enjoyable and accessible holiday. I'm sure people will be very happy doing some, some research following up on your suggestions. Great stuff. Well, we have lots of hotels and places to visit on our website, disabledaccessholidays.com. So please have a look there, and we're always here at the end of the phone to answer any questions that people might have. So you know, have a look at the website, give us a buzz. Um, advice is free, quotes are free, so um, please you know, contact us. That's lovely. Nice talking to you, Michael. Thank you very much. And that's it for this episode. To make sure that you don't miss future episodes, you can subscribe on iTunes or sign up for our weekly newsletter from independentliving.co.uk.